0: This is Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and the speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it's another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast. I am so blessed to have a great guest here today. He is a legacy enjoyment builder, and you're probably scratching your head saying, what is a legacy enjoyment builder? You're going to find out today, Jamie Madigan has helped numerous people for the last over 20 years, I would say, helping people navigate the world of finance and really help them understand it, but also gain some success and wealth knowledge for themselves as well. Jamie, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Carl.
0: So tell me, what is a legacy enjoyment builder? Where does that come from?
1: I'm glad you asked. So (laughs) where it comes from is that over my 22 years in the financial services industry, I realized that there's a lot of confusion about Mm -hmm. when people can retire, what does retirement look like? When can they retire? How much money do they need? And in their earlier years, it's just about Where do I even get started? So the Legacy Enjoyment Builder is really all about a program that I built just based on all of the questions and concerns I've seen throughout my career. And it's about three main things. The first is what I call monetary proficiency, Mm -hmm. which is really all about knowledge and education. I'll be the first to admit my industry does a terrible job educating people what they need to know what they should be doing, why. So education is a big piece of everything I do. And that also ties into communication. I don't like using all the industry jargon and want to keep things in simple English for people so that they clearly understand what we're doing and why
0: speaking of jargon, when industry experts say, well, you know, the rule of 72, da, 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 da. And people who have no idea what we're talking about right now, and I know, Jamie, you do, because you know what the rule of 72 is. And I do too, because I dabbled in the world of finance. Yeah, just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. But most people go, what is that? And if they, and if you confuse them with, with too much jargon and gobbledygook, then they're not going to do business with you. The communication is lost. And if you haven't simplified it, or don't simplify it fast enough, they'll just think you're another person trying to reach into their pocket and take out their money for a product that they may or may not need.
1: So confused mind or confused buyer never buys.
0: How did you find yourself attracted to helping people understand money and finance a little bit more clearly? What was it that drove you into this industry?
1: I actually was, I kind of fell into the industry. I was First recruited into financial planning in 2009. So again, my whole career has been in some aspect of financial services dating back to 1999. A lot of it was selling and consulting into the industry. But then 2009 was the first time that I went into the financial planning aspect of it. And to me, it was an easy transition. I went from IBM And what I considered selling and consulting on hardware, software services to now consulting on investments, insurance, mortgages, health benefits, group benefits. So to me, I just had a different toolbox, but open up that toolbox and talk to people about it. But it was funny that a lot of people in the industry couldn't understand that transition. (laughs) To this day, I get a lot of questions about it. And then the more I dabbled in it, the more I talked to people, I realized that there was a huge gap in the knowledge education piece and also just in upbringing. And the older I got, it wasn't until 2016 that I realized this is where I'm meant to be. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm really passionate about. This is where I can make a difference. And the biggest part that was the big eye opener for me was my dad got us started at a really young age, and when I say us, I mean my brother's sister and I, we started investing, we started doing RSPs as soon as we could, and we didn't necessarily do everything right. I tell this story all the time. My dad used to think that diversification was give a little money to every bank. <laughs> so I've <laughs> since corrected that, and we now diversify with me. But the point well, That's is, good. <laughs> yeah. The point is we got started. And what that enabled my brother, sister and I to do was get through university or college debt-free, also save up a nice little down payment for our first places. And now with the exception of our mortgages, we are debt-free and mortgages, good debt to have. And through talking to my network, I realized a lot of people didn't have that upbringing. And if they weren't connected with somebody like my dad at 19, his first manager told him, start investing, start an RSP. And again, didn't necessarily do everything right, but he got started. So the sooner I'm able to connect with somebody, the more value I can bring to their lives, the larger impact I can have. So that's what brought me back into the industry and realized that financial planning is where I can make an impact on people's lives for the better. And as cheesy as it sounds, it allows me to go to bed every night and get a good night's sleep because I know I'm making a difference in people's lives and it feels awesome. It's
0: funny that you mentioned the starting young because I think I was in my early 30s when I finally realized that other than whatever I was contributing to a, a company pension plan, which wasn't much at the time, I, I literally had nothing. I, I had zero. And I think that's common for a, a percentage of the population. I don't know the numbers if it's 40% or 60%, but I know there's a lot of people that don't even have a clue their, you know, their idea of retirement is I'm hoping to win the lottery. But I think the, the big part of it is, I think that like we t- we said, the the communication, like the, the, there's a lot of people that the messaging isn't there. And that's right. part of what you do is you communicate with people, and you make sure that they understand the message. And what, what are some of the things that you notice as you're communicating that message to people? What are some of the aha moments that you notice when you're talking to people about money, finance, retirement investments, that kind of thing?
1: There's a couple themes that I notice, Carl. The first is usually when I'm getting started, we usually start off with a budgeting exercise and cash flow. And I work through a spreadsheet, a budget. Because 10% of Canadians actually have a budget of that. Only 4% actually stick to it and regularly update it. And with everything that we've gone through this last year with COVID, it's been a rude awakening for some, but also the push that some people needed to finally sit down, take a look at their financial affairs and get a better understanding. So the first thing I see is people not really have a clear understanding of how they're spending. So by working through that exercise, we get a better idea. Most people know how much money they make. They either know their salary or what gets deposited into their bank account on payday. It's that spending part that wasn't always so obvious up until the last year, because let's face it, we're not really going a lot of places and spending a lot of money right now, other than groceries, gas, the few things we still can do. So after we've done that budgeting exercise, we're looking for opportunities of, can we reduce expenses and or cut some out altogether? The next step is then to look at what accounts are available to us. Because again, that's where I find a big education gap. And again, it's because it's not taught anywhere. People are often familiar about an RSP or have heard of a TFSA, tax-free savings account, but they don't know which account should they have. Should they have both? How does one differ from the other? So again, it's that education piece of explaining to people what is a RSP retirement savings plan, what's a TFSA tax-free savings plan, why should every Canadian have both? And what are the advantages and disadvantages of both?
0: What are some of the things, and by the way, we're talking with Jamie Madigan, legacy enjoyment builder, who's we're having a great discussion today about Communication, how it relates to money, finance, wealth, all of those things, because at the end of the day, if if you don't have money, uh, you're you're probably not <laughs> you're not doing so well in the world. But and that's that's not a slight to to anyone, of course. But but there's a lot you can do with the right amount of education, and that's what Jamie has spent his life doing is educating people on not so much the power of money, but understanding how all aspects of how it works to, to their advantage. One of the things that you were talking about was, you know, how the education piece is important and how you do that. What, what are some of the communication styles that you've noticed that work well with people? Do you feel a hard approach or do you have to go in with kid gloves gently, especially when you're talking about people's money, because people are very guarded when it comes to their money and their their finances.
1: I'd say it really varies by individual and who I'm speaking to. Another approach that I do with everyone I talk to, and this is what really keeps it interesting for me, is every person I talk to is different. And by that, I mean, we all have different goals, both short-term, long-term. We all care about different things. Different people are important to us. So that's what really keeps it interesting for me. And by walking through that, talking about short-term goals, long-term goals, what matters to them who matters to them, why, talking about risk, getting a better feel for how comfortable they are with that. That then helps me to make a better recommendation because everything I do is personalized and customized to the person that I'm speaking to. Nothing I do is cookie cutter. It's not, hey, Carl, I have this great investment. We're going to put all your money into that.
0: Well, you can if if you think it's really good. (laughs) And I trust you. But no, that's a very good point that, all of the things you mentioned. And, and I think that's, that's life lesson 101, I think is, you know, what are your goals? What's the stress test of how do you feel about, for example, talking about markets? You know, how, how do you how do you feel about volatility? What And also age, I guess, plays a factor in some of that too, because if you're 49 and haven't been investing very long and markets are very volatile, and I don't want to get into a huge philosophical debate about markets and, and money, but the older you get, the more sensitive you are to how much time you have to achieve some of your goals. So you have to have the right messaging. And the fact that you take the time to... Not just say, hey, give me all the information about your money. I'll drop a needs analysis for you that is spit out by a computer, which I'm assuming you use a computer. And there are algorithms that help you come up with those numbers, but it is personalized in the sense that you're trying to figure out what exactly excites them or scares them or what makes them tick when it comes to money and finance and, and children's education, all of those things, not just, okay, give me all your numbers and let's go.
1: Exactly. Because what matters to you is likely different than what matters to me is likely different than what matters to everyone who will listen to this. So that's part two of the Legacy Enjoyment Builder program is putting together a personalized, customized wealth master plan that touches on all those things we just mentioned. And we put that plan in place and then monitor our progress towards achieving those goals And chances are it will likely need some tweaking because things change. I don't expect that if you and I were to put a plan in place today, it's probably not going to last 20 years. There could be something that comes up. And last year was the perfect example. Yeah. Everybody loved me February 20th, 21st because all their money was at an all time high. (laughs) A month later, not so much. But it was something that we had been planning for it was something that i warned people about and for anybody with a longer term time frame longer term being more than a year we didn't tweak anything we stayed the course and just as rapidly as that decrease happened the recovery also happened yeah so guess what yeah. by staying the course not panicking not getting emotional everyone recovered very quickly and are now obviously further ahead
0: I think you hit the nail right on the head there too, Jamie, when you said emotional, because people do get emotional and that's one of the roller coasters that I, I try not to get on too often. I don't like roller coasters at the best of times, but the one where it's, where I'm watching, you know, the four o'clock bell every day to see whether or not my my investments are potentially up or down. And I'm looking at the, my life clock saying, okay, I don't need this for another 20 years, but today is it up or down? That's just not stress I need in my life. But how many people put themselves through that? And it's your your mission or part of your job is to to put people at ease and say, hey, don't don't watch the clock. It's, it's okay.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. And that's why I'm here as an independent third party to try to strip that emotion out of it because if you let the emotions get into it, you can drive yourself crazy. And I did have three people panic towards the end of March last year. All three of them called me Monday, Tuesday that week and said, "Hey, Jamie, like, this is really a little more dire than I thought it would be. I know I've got a long term time frame. I don't need the money anytime soon. Should I be cashing it out, pulling in a money market? So I just walked them through the rationale again. It just so happened all three of them were mid to late 30s. All their retirement accounts, their RSPs. I said, has anything changed? They said, no. I said, do you need any of this money in the next year or so? They said, no. I said, so this is still retirement. If all goes as planned, we shouldn't need this for 20 years. They said, yes. I said, then we should not be touching anything. I said, if you don't need this in the short term, we should stay invested. If we go cash, I can't tell you. I don't have a crystal ball. And if we miss some of those recovery days, the days when the days the markets are up, it's going to take your portfolio that much longer to recover. It just so happened that week was the first week where we had not only two back-to-back increases in the market, but three in a row. Right. So that Friday, all three of them called me to say, thank you, Jamie. You talked me off the ledge. You took the emotions out of it. I'm not calling you ever again. Keep doing what you're doing. And I laughed. I said, no, you're allowed to call me. (laughs) But because if people are concerned, I want to have that discussion. I'm here as their coach, their mentor, their advisor. And it's my job to strip that emotion out and bring back the rationale. And again, that communication piece to remind them, what are we doing? Why has anything changed? And by having that discussion, I was able to reassure all three of what we're doing, why, remind them of that, remind them that we shouldn't be changing. And now to this day, they're very thankful that we did have that discussion, strip out the emotions.
0: It's funny you mentioned that, Jamie, because I remember when things started to get a little rocky. It was last March, I think right around St. Patrick's day. And I remember almost like instinct doing the opposite of what a lot of people were thinking to do. And that's, I increased my contributions. I took a page from Warren Buffett's Bible and said, Hey, this is the time to, because there was a lot of talk of things going South a little bit and things are going to be rocky for a while. And I said, as long as it's not going to affect my day-to-day expenses, then this is a great time to do it. And luckily we've done very well. That communication piece though, as you said, is, is huge. And that's just, that's just a part of what you do is you're, you're there to help people set up their plan. It's never a set it and forget it thing. You're also there to help as you indicated, or they indicated talk them off the ledge when things are, when they're not sure what to do. And, and that's just a a, a part of, what you do day in, day out and what you're passionate about all the time. I did want to mention, by the way, because we haven't even talked about this yet, is that you have videos that you do on a regular basis. You have webinars you do on a regular basis. Talk a little bit about them and and what what their intention is or what their intent is.
1: Yeah, a lot of what I do, both on my social media platforms, on my website is pushing content out. And this all goes back to the education piece where we started. <laughs> it's really important to me that people have access to education. They have access to content and they have access to answers. It's free to meet with me. It's free to talk to me. And I don't think anybody should have to pay to try to get ahead in life when our city province country is doing nothing in terms of educating us. So when the answers aren't readily available to everyone, I think it's really important to push that out there. So what I'm trying to accomplish through my social media channels and the webinars is just to educate people on what they need to know, why they need to know it, what they should be doing. It just so happens I did my last webinar last night with March being fraud prevention month. We did one on frauds and scams and how to avoid becoming the next victim. So I always try to tie it in with whatever, whatever monthly theme may be going on. November last year, November's financial literacy month. So I run financial literacy workshops focused on anything and everything you need to know about all aspects of your finances.
0: And he's a great presenter, by the way. I've seen some of his short, even short two-minute information videos that will pop up on LinkedIn or Facebook. And even in that short period of time, when he's promoting some of the longer seminars and things that he does, he's very informative. Jamie, before I let you go, I just want to give you an opportunity for anyone that's listening, who wants to follow up with you or find out more about what you do, or even learn more about your seminars or even just contact you because they might need some help. What's the best way for them to do that? What can you provide for them as a starting point?
1: Sure. So as a starting point, Uh, Feel free to reach out and connect with me if you Google my name. uh, You'll find my website, my Google page, LinkedIn. Those should pop up as the top three. On any of those will be links to my calendar, uh, my cell phone, my email. Feel free to schedule a time on my calendar if you've got some questions or concerns that you want to review. Again, it's free to do so. And you'll also find a tool where you can start building your own legacy enjoyment builder for free in as little as three to five minutes.
0: And what we'll do is we'll post those links in the show notes here. So you'll be able to access those after listening to the podcast. It'll be in the show notes. There links to Jamie's information. So you can get started right today again with uh, with Jamie and find out more about how he can assist you understand more the world of money and how to not be so emotional about it. <laughs> let Jamie be your guide through that. So Jamie, I'm going to give you the opportunity for uh, a last word or two.
1: I just wanted to thank you again for having me here today, Carl. I really appreciate it. And for the listeners, as I said, if you don't clearly understand what you're doing or why, you've got questions, you've got concerns, please, please, please reach out. I'm here to help. I want to answer any questions that you have, any concerns that you have. And just hopefully set your mind at ease so that you can sleep better at night and hopefully have a better understanding of what to do going forward. And again, I can't stress enough that all it's going to cost you is your time.
0: Jamie Madigan, Legacy Enjoyment Builder. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you.
1: Thanks very much, Carl.
0: And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit CarlSpeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at CarlRichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking.